Hello everyone, it's the holidays and I've got a question from the audience about how much combat related special compensation actually pays and I've got a good one. This is from two different sources at the same time. It's from an Army National Guard Lieutenant Colonel and from a regular Army who knows. I don't know what rank or whatever whatever uh, kind of uh, pay grade or other circumstance he is because he never told me. So I'm making it up. But the the interesting thing here is it gives me a good chance to compare. So uh, the reason I wanted to make this video is to show how radically different CRSC can be for two different individuals and how sometimes it makes sense to apply, sometimes it might not. But, but, remember how in the past DJ has said, apply anyway because laws change. And I'm going to show you how, in this case, laws, or rather numbers, can be quite radically different. But, it might still be a good idea to at least have an application on the books just in case the laws do change. Now, for those of you out there in podcast land, I am going to try to keep this as simple as I can. I'm, I'm going to describe the numbers as much as possible so that you can understand this without having to resort to the sources that I put on the website. But, of course, they'll still be there for you if necessary. All right. So... I'm also going to try to put as much of this on the screen as I can so that people actually watching can get a good view of what's going on. Now, since I did not properly prepare here, I did not turn on one of my software programs. Let me turn that on right now and get that going. And it will help me out in a moment. Alright. So what I'm doing here is just turning on a screen capture program so that you can see, or at least those of you who have video capability, will have the ability to see a calculator that I have put together. And be able to see some of the numbers that I have for you. All right, now let's get some of this going here. So like I said, I've got two particular cases here. One came from an Army National Guard Lieutenant Colonel, and another came from a regular Army who knows? So the assumption I made based on what scant information I got from his YouTube comments is that he was an E6 with 12 years of service. That's all that I can glean from his information. If the pay grade is nebulous, it might be E5, it might be E7. Who knows? It might be an officer for all I know. I, I have no idea. I asked for more information. 
several times, and he never responded. So, for the sake of this comparison, I'll admit I'm making it up. But it's still, from the numbers I ran earlier, is perfect for showing the vast difference in how the CRSC numbers can be for two different individuals. So, let me just start the screen capture program so I can edit it later. And you just heard the beep as it started. Alright, we'll hide that. Alright. So, what I'm going to show you is two different people who have a lot of the same stuff going on. They were both medically retired for being unfit for continued service. Both had high rates of physical disability. Both are 100% VA disabled. And were they to apply for combat-related special compensation, would probably be 90% or above. In fact, one has applied, one has not, but we don't need to get into some of those details. Let's just get into some of the numbers. So I'm actually going to look at the officer first because he was the first one to ask and I think that actually shows a more interesting picture as far as the way CRSC works, as far as the formula itself. Now, if you remember back in the Dark Ages when I actually described the formula, and I'll put a link in the show notes for the actual formula. CRSC looks at what your service-based pension would have been. And I know since this is a reserve-based or reservist-oriented program, I said reserve pension at the time. But since, <coughs> excuse me, since one of the people who asked me a question is active duty, I'm going to say service-based for the sake of this program. Since the CRSC calculation is based on your service-based or length of service pension, it is not going to pay any more than what your service-based pension would have been. So, what does that mean? Well, let's take a look at this active duty lieutenant colonel first. So let's go over here to what I've got for his disability pension. So you can see I've got a couple of basic dates thrown in here. Date of birth, you know, date of initial entry in the service, yada yada. His retirement points, date of, you know, pay grade, years of service, all that. Down here we have what his, oh, well, one thing you should notice up here, his disability percentage from the military. Now down here we have his 
disability pension from the military. This is his PDRL, his permanent disability retired list pension. Pay no attention to this estimated back pay. This is assuming that you're starting to get your pension right now, not three years ago when the um, when the pension start date is shown here. And for those in podcast land, um, the rate of retired pay for this individual, for this 05, at the 75% disability rate is $6,454 per month, just so you're aware. All right. So, he has, after 26 years of reserve service, let's scroll down, he has 3,176 retirement points, and when I scroll down to a disability, or rather a reserve retirement calculation, if he were to receive his reserve retirement right now, that would be $1,898 per month. So that tells us right there what the limit on his combat-related special compensation would be, $1,898. Now, let's get into the actual mechanics of this. I'm going to flip over to a different tab on this calculator. This is an Excel-based calculator, just something I put together. So we'll flip over to a different tab. This is showing VA compensation. This particular service member is not married. He's receiving 100% VA compensation. And sorry for you guys in podcast land. I know numbers are difficult over the airwaves, especially without references. But I know you can deal with it. You're smart people. All right. So this guy is receiving 100% VA compensation, which is at the 2018 rate, $2,973.86 which leaves him with $3,480.14 per month. Now remember what I said his reserve pension was, $1,898. The amount left over from his disability pension from the military is greater than his reserve pension amount would have been. This means in the eyes of the Defense Finance and Accounting Service, he is already receiving more than what his reserve pension would have been, and they owe him nothing even if he were completely eligible for combat-related special compensation. So, if they said, yes, you are eligible for 100% CRSC, but you're already receiving $3,480.14 per month from the Army, therefore, we owe you nothing. Sorry, Charlie, as they used to say in the old tuna commercial. 
that's just how it works. You're already getting more from the Army than you otherwise would have on the reserve side. Now, if you want to waive your disability pension and get your reserve pension instead, you could, of course, do that. Or get your CRSC instead, you could do that. But why would you want to do that? You're getting more money already. Now, let's flip over to this other guy and see just how radically different things can get. We're going to go to this E6, who had 12 years of active duty service. And don't think that these differences are primarily rank-based, because they're not. It's purely the amount of money that the person would have received. So there is a rank factor involved, but it's not the only factor. So again, let's look at this individual from the active duty side and see how things measure up. Admittedly, I made up a lot of these, but I tried to keep it as realistic as possible based on what he told me. So I made him 100% disabled on the Army side, or 75% for pay purposes, which is as high as you can go, and 100% VA disabled, which is what he told me, 90% CRSC eligible, which is what he told me, and 12 years of active duty. Now, 12 years active duty works out to $1,081 per month for an E6 and 75% disability for an E6 at the 12 year mark is $2,667 per month for a disability pension. Now let's switch over to the VA tab on this calculator. And we see that the, oh, I made one mistake. I assumed that this individual was married. So for this particular service member, all of his disability pension is being offset by his VA compensation. Because as we've said many, many times during this program in its many episodes, VA compensation offsets military pay. Therefore, he is actually receiving no money at all from the military as far as disability income from the Army, which means the entire $1,081 that he could have received as a service-based pension is available from combat-related special compensation in his case. Does that make sense? I'm going to post these numbers in the show notes just so you can study them. This is how the stuff actually works. And I know it seems nebulous, 
but it, like I said, it's all based on how your service-based pension actually works out and how much you have left after the VA offsets either your uh, your disability pension or otherwise. If you have questions, please email me. If you have comments, concerns, if I mess something up, whatever, please let me know. My email address, dj at rcretirement.com. I would love to hear from you. This is a very common subject. I get comments and emails about this all the time. It's a very popular subject. It's obviously something people don't understand. I've dealt with this for many years. And I wish it were something that were easier to understand. I also wish it were something that were easier to apply for. It's not. It's quite difficult. And it takes a long darn time to get once you do apply for it. I've never seen it take less than eight months. So it'd be nice if it could take less time than that. All right. So that is the short version of how these two examples actually pay. Now, one thing I did leave out, um, even if it turns out from a calculation that it doesn't look like it would actually pay, I would recommend go ahead and apply anyway. Laws change all the time, and it seems like when laws do change, especially when it comes to money and applying for money, that those people who already had an application on record seem to have preferential, preferential treatment. So apply anyway. At least have something on record. Don't do it frivolously, though. Only do it if you are actually eligible. Don't waste people's time. All right, so like I said, if you have comments, questions, concerns, please email me, dj at rcretirement.com. If you know people who could benefit from this episode, please hit that share button and send it on to other people. We're approaching the end of the year, and I would like to set up a goal for next year. Let's get that membership down, or rather up, to 1,000 by the end of next year. So, come over here. Get people to click this little button over here the subscribe icon and get the subscribership up to a thousand by 2020. Wouldn't that be cool? So a thousand by 2020. That would be awesome. We are at, well, at the time of recording this, 267. So I think it would be really cool to get into the trip, into the, not triple digits, into the quadruple digits by 2020. It'd be nice if I had 2020 looking at these glasses here, but uh, I don't. All right, so enough of my cornball humor. All right, so thank you as always for spending your time with me. Please continue to send in your questions. I love getting topics from the audience. It's always a lot more interesting than me sitting around trying to think of something. 
because I normally think of something like, well, I wonder how I can count from 1 to 10 on a retirement point statement. That's different from counting from 10 to 1 on a retirement point statement. You guys come up with stuff that's a lot more interesting than I do. So keep sending in your your questions and comments. All right. So, again, thank you for spending your time with me. Please join me next week. I'm going to get back onto a regular production schedule, as I should have, all this time, and stop taking these long breaks. So, again, thanks again. Join me next week. And, as always, thank you for your time, your service, and have a great week. Thanks again.